everyone. Welcome to the brand new season of For the Love of Books podcast featuring indie and small press authors with host author Emma Pulova. I would like to thank our sponsors, Doc Chavent and the Lowell Ledger. Today, I will be chatting with author S.W. Rain, who will announce the details of her book giveaway of the Elementals Guardian, book one of the Elementals Trilogy. S.W. Rain is a Canadian-born author who has participated in NaNoWriMo for over a decade and was a municipal liaison for the Detroit region for six years. Hello, Rain. How are you on this lovely midsummer day? Hi, Emma. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's awesome to have you. And you're getting some rain in I, Detroit. I am. We had a big, huge storm here a few minutes ago. Uh -huh. And it, I don't know, it might be coming back. Okay, let's do, <laughs> let's keep on moving. Guide me, Rain. What is an air elemental? I have no idea. Well, um, in uh, elementals have been known to exist um, throughout history, and it was actually um, there was a uh, oh my goodness, I don't even remember the word right now. Anyway, this uh, this person decided that they're like you know, spirits. And okay. basically, um, they represent the elements of life. So you have the air, you have water, you have fire, you have earth. Okay. And cool. what he did as well is he basically gave them forms. So um, his forms are different, a little bit different than mine, because his earth elementals are gnomes. And um, I have, you know, different forms. His uh, his fire elemental is a uh, salamander. Mine is a little bit different, but I did give them physical forms. Good. Could you give us a brief summary of the Elementals Guardian? Um, well, the Elementals Guardian is about a uh, freelance pilot who is just going about his day when he physically and quite literally runs into someone in the air with his jet and she didn't die because she was controlling the air. And for somebody who is very skeptical, his whole world just kind of, you know, turned upside down, especially when she told him he is the guardian of the air elemental. Wow. What inspired the first book in the trilogy? Well, I was very inspired by Sailor Moon and Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, I thought to myself, what if, like in Sailor Moon, how you have the uh how you have each uh Sailor Scout who is responsible for one planet, what if we had uh one basically one elemental responsible for each realm of that element? So an air elemental would be responsible for an air realm and the fire elemental be responsible for the fire realm. Fire. Right. And then, um, so those elements fit in with Avatar The Last Airbender because Avatar The Last Airbender was based on uh, the avatars and the elements. And also in okay. Sailor Moon, um, they had um, the, there were, uh, I, I don't remember the English name for them but in Japanese it's the Shitanu and they were generals and basically they you know were uh they helped the the leader of earth so basically I gave every elemental a guardian 
And I just figured what would happen if, you know, that kind of stuff happened. Yeah, very cool. What is the genre? Is this fantasy? This is fantasy. And this is a little, this is where it gets a little complicated because the genre itself is contemporary fantasy. However, not a lot of people know what contemporary fantasy is. Mm -hmm. So I have to label it under the umbrella term of urban fantasy. But a lot of people disagree because urban fantasy itself as a genre has its own specific formula. So I don't know. It's a kind of a mix of contemporary fantasy, urban fantasy, you know, one of those. Good to know. (laughs) What sets you (laughs) apart from other authors in this particular genre? Uh, Well, hmm. I know that a lot of urban fantasy uh, definitely has first person uh, point of view. Mine is in third person point of view. And a lot, not, I mean, not all of it, but a lot of urban fantasies also has a female point of view and mine is male character. Male Um, character. Male character. Yeah. And, um, I definitely just wanted to do the whole, um, elemental magic, but in the real world. Gotcha. Okay, tell us a little bit about your protagonist. That would be Pilot Ference, right? Yes. And Olivia. Yes, so Ference is the pilot. He's the skeptic. He is very serious. He is very, um, he thinks through everything. Um, If uh, you know anything about the Enneagram, he is a type five. (laughs) He, uh, (laughs) he's very, you know, uh, fact very fact detail oriented you know type person like that okay and um then we have olivia who is the person who tells him that he is the guardian she plays a mentor of types because she seems to be the only one who knows how to do all this stuff so she has to train parents and um she is very protective she's very like mama bear um (laughs) and in the enneagram she's type eight so she's very uh you know uh protective and so then um basically she woke up one day and just had this urge to go find elementals and guardians without even knowing what they were who they were and she just kind of followed this sensation deep inside of her which led her eventually to Ference. Ference actually lives in Florida she lived in California mm-hmm. so that tug she followed that tug from one side of the state the country together, to right? the yeah. other how long did it take you to write this novel well <laughs> um originally this was a NaNoWriMo project so it took me less than 30 days which year uh the elementals Elementals guardian was i do believe in 2011 2011 nanorimo project nice i love nanorimo i i love nano i have been doing it since 2006 i do believe um but so yes it took me less than 30 days to write however the whole um revisions and and uh edits and there was a few years i didn't touch it and (laughs) you know don't we all do that right (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay go ahead then you went back to it 
I did. I did. I returned to it and um, I did actually did a rewrite of it. Uh, last Nano. No, not last Nano. This was uh, 2021. Right? Yes. 2021 okay. Nano. I, I rewrote it because I had grown as an author. Um, mm -hmm. I knew a lot more of what I was doing and what was horribly wrong with this first draft. And I just, I rewrote it. So, um, and then again, that was part of a nano project. So that took less than 30 days, but, uh, so the writing itself, I I'm really quick at it's the, the other stuff that I'm, I'm not quick at. <laughs> None of us are, trust me, revisions, <laughs> revisions, and revisions. When and why did you start writing? Is that your main career writing or what you do? What do you do for a living? Um, I am. I actually, I quit my um, factory job back in 2020 with the pandemic because I had no babysitter for my son. Mm -hmm. um, so I am a full-time author, but I am also a part-time proofreader for online entrepreneurs. All right. That's also good to know, right? A proofreader. <laughs> okay. What was the biggest challenge in writing? The Elementals Guardian. Um, the biggest challenge in, I want to say, the original writing of it back in 2011, I think my biggest challenge was um, at one point I had uh, writer's block and I had to like put what a did pause you do? on it. What did um, you well, do? for Nano, I always have two projects. So oh. if if ever something happens to plan A, I can always switch to plan B. So that's kind of what I did was I just kind of switched to a different story um, in order to finish the month. Um, when I did the rewrite, um, actually before I did the rewrite in 2013, I wrote part two and part three of this the book. I, I, I made it a trilogy instead of the oh. standalone that I made it in 2011. So I made it a I made it a, a two-parter basically in mm -hmm. 2013 and throughout the years I was kind of working on merging it together to make it one big book and then I realized that wasn't going to work because I was going to be way too many words mm -hmm. so I had to cut it in three and that I think was my biggest challenge with this one was when I cut it in three I had my pacing was way off. And mm -hmm. what I had yeah. to do was I had to pull stuff from book two into book one so that it made sense okay. so that I had a lot more things happening and a lot less explanations on everything, a lot less uh, telling, a lot less um, in, um, world building, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, right, right. How about the most gratifying part? What came really easy to you? And uh, you were just happy. <laughs> um, I think just the writing in general. I just, I love, uh -huh. I, there's a, a lot of changes from how it was written originally to how it's written now. Uh -huh. And I just, I love the act of writing itself. So, you know, just yeah. the rewrite. I had fun with the rewrite. Um, you had fun with the rewrite. I did Good. have fun with the rewrite. Well, it came a lot later. Right. It did come a lot later. Yes. <laughs> OK, well, that makes sense. OK. Any surprises while you were writing this book? What, what really jumped at you and surprised you? Wow. Uh, well, 
there was, um, I'm a pantser, first of all. So um, I always have the, um, I let the characters lead. And when sometimes the characters just take me down this, this route that I would have never thought of. On a and, tangent. They yeah, do and, <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of like, okay, wow, where are we going with this? Like, I would have never thought about this. And it's actually one of the characters that played a, uh, I mean, not, a, not necessarily a minor role, but she definitely had less of an important role than she does now. And okay. so, so she grew as a character, right? She, she did. She did. And um, then I had her in bits and pieces of part two. And then in the rewrite, I completely took her out. But now I have to add her back in. So now I feel like super excited about this. I was all like, yay. <laughs> yay. It's going to work out eventually. It is going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what do you feel you did right? No one could have done it like you. Um, I did have a beta reader who was impressed by the way I um the way I presented the elementals. Okay. Um, because I guess like a lot of people, what I thought was common sense, what I thought everybody knew what an elemental was, but apparently. That was just me. I so, didn't know. Um, right, exactly. So, um, so what I had was um, when when Olivia was telling Ferenc that he's a guardian, he was all like, "Okay, he knew what an elemental was, but he was still, you know, skeptic." Mm -hmm. uh, but then I had to, since my alpha readers and my beta readers weren't entirely too sure what elementals were, I had to switch him to, "Okay, well, he doesn't know what it is either." Um, and which obviously, like, it makes sense being the skeptic, he wouldn't believe in anything like, you know, magical like that anyway. So it made sense. But um, near the end, we actually get to see the air elemental. And a okay. lot of people weren't expecting that. Okay. And they weren't expecting the way I brought it in. They weren't expecting it to have a an actual physical form. They weren't, you know... Okay, so, so I think that, uh, that I, you know, when you, you you read books that use elemental magic, especially in uh -huh. fantasy, but you don't often see that there is something attached to this. There is something that rules that element. And, you know, that's what I brought into my book. Oh, you're stirring my imagination <laughs> with your elementals. <laughs> okay, what would you have done differently? Hmm, I probably um probably would have done a complete rewrite of all three books first because right now I'm currently having a problem with part 2 because there's some things that just don't make sense and I can't change whatever happened in book one. So I have to like think really hard about how to make book two fit. Oh, 
but as a pantser, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's hard for me. It's hard for me to, you know, pre pre make all of this all stuff right. and plan it out because all I'm right. a pantser. You're a pantser. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you learned about yourself from writing this book, other than you're a pantser? You knew that, right? Um, any yeah, discoveries, <laughs> any self-discoveries. <laughs> um, basically, I have to watch out for when I get stuck in the details. Mm -hmm. Um, this has been like the Elementals Guardian, I had a little bit of a hard time because my two previous books were steampunk genre. Mm -hmm. And this was a whole new genre for me to try writing. Although I do read a lot of urban fantasy, it was it was different for me to write after having written two steampunk books. So I had to like accustom myself to it. And I had to, it was a, a learning experience. It took me mm -hmm. longer to edit with all of my um, alpha reader and beta reader feedback. It took me longer to edit. And even as I'm doing book two, it is taking me forever. It's like pulling teeth. And I've had a few author mm -hmm. friends who are all like, you are getting stuck in the details mm -hmm. because I want the, obviously the fantasy part is made up, but I feel like I owe it to everybody to get the urban part or the contemporary part right. And it, you know, I'm, I'm getting stuck in the details for, uh, for example, in the Elementals Guardian it takes place a lot in Florida. I based it on Cocoa Beach. It's not exactly set in Cocoa Beach, but mm -hmm. I based it on yeah. Cocoa Beach. And I had to look up, like, um, I had to look up uh, tall buildings because at one point they were on top of a tall building. And I had to look yeah. up uh, how far it was from one place to get to the beach. Can you walk it? And I was okay. very like into the details, you know, mm -hmm. and I find myself doing that again with book two mm -hmm. and right. Um, they leave in book two. They leave Florida. They go across the world because they need to find all the rest of these elementals who are scattered across the earth. And I am currently in Russia and I am stuck in the details again because again. I need to make sure that the hotel makes sense. I need to make sure that the decorations outside of apartment buildings make sense. And my friends were all like, but it's it's fantasy. Yes, it's urban fantasy, but it's still fantasy. Like, just make it up. <laughs> or maybe ease on it, you know, right. not go in depth. <laughs> Do not go into depth, right? Don't fall yeah. down the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. Okay, how about takeaways? What are some of the takeaways from the Elementals Guardian? Or one um, major takeaway up to you? Uh, one major takeaway is that I absolutely love writing strong friendships. Okay. Uh, I am not a romance fan in the least. Uh, mm -hmm. But I absolutely love strong friendships. And in the Elementals okay. Guardian, I have the friendship between... Um, Ference and Olivia. And yeah. um, I know like, you know, there was so much potential for a relationship there, but you know, I I wanted to steer clear of that and they were fine with just being friends too, because you know, like I'm a pantser, the characters do their own thing. They were fine with being friends. So <laughs> um also um the the ele the the air elemental herself, um how the relationship in between Ference and the air elemental as her guardian um, and as his charge, and then the uh, friendship in between the air elemental and Olivia, because 
you know, obviously um, she has to train Ferenc, but Ferenc doesn't want her to train the air elemental. Okay. She's terrified. She wants none of this and he respects that. But okay. Olivia's, you know, Olivia tries to push a little bit and, you know, but, but they still have a, they still have a really good friendship. And like I said earlier, she's very protective. She's very mama bear. And that shows with the air elemental. Uh, would you do it all over again? Your writing career, any regrets, or you just love where you're at right now? I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. And I mean, you know, I'm, I'm growing as an author. I am learning as I go. Everything that I learned from the first book that I wrote, I implemented into book two. Everything I learned from book two, I implemented into book three. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Awesome. What is the most interesting or bizarre thing that has ever happened to you, either during an in-person or a virtual author's event? Strange things happen. Hmm. I'm not sure. Oh, actually, you know what? <laughs> um, this was at a live in-person event. And I unfortunately, um, I missed part of it, but um, there was a person because we were, um, we were right in front of the sidewalk in front of the street. Okay. And there was a person in a car who was chasing a person on foot. And I missed that part because I was talking to you somebody I was talking to somebody but then all everybody's talking about it and I said what did I miss what did I miss and apparently that's what I missed but I was like how weird all right what's next for rain on your writing journey obviously your next two books right yes. you have a timeline for them I know you're a pantser but still <laughs> well um I am aiming for mm -hmm. I mean I have a very loose timeline because I'm a pantser um, I'm aiming for book two to come out in spring of next year. Okay. And then book three to come out in spring of 2025. Okay. So I give myself about a year. That's a to, nice Yeah. It's, um, you know, not to write because clearly it takes me less than 30 days to write, but it takes me about <laughs> a year to revise and edit. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, also what I am doing as well is, of um, my books that already came out, I'm actually making a hardcover version of them. So, um, uh, my first book, my steampunk book, uh, the Technomage, it already came out last month. Um, the hardcover version has a bonus chapter in it. Um, and the, uh, the second steampunk book that I have, Rise of the Sky Pirate, um, I'm going to aim for end of next month or in September, uh, depending on uh, how quickly I can get the formatting uh, for my cover designer because uh, she needs to create the uh, the flaps for the hardcover. And mm -hmm. uh, the formatting is just giving me trouble. <laughs> Would you like to read to us? I would love to read and I chose a chapter specifically with a storm in it to, you know, pay homage to the storm that will inevitably come back. back. 
<laughs> I just peeked out the window here. I was like, mm, I don't We're know. Just hoping on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So basically, um, this is the chapter where Ferenc literally <laughs> runs into Olivia. <laughs> uh Ferenc felt most at home in the sky. He couldn't remember exactly when his taste for flight started, but that love, that longing for gliding through the air had always been there deep inside him. The money wasn't his favorite part of being a freelance test pilot. While it definitely helped, the sensation of sheer bliss mattered most. Flying was like pulling a fast one over Mother Nature herself and getting away with it to a certain point. Gravity was a cruel mistress. Ferenc focused on the blanket of black clouds ahead. He'd successfully completed test plans through storms in the past, but this one didn't sit right with him. He had an excellent and natural feel for any aircraft he flew and could sense exactly how they behaved. While jets were easily, I'm sorry, while jets were easy to handle in most conditions, flying too fast in heavy turbulence sometimes caused structural damage, something Ferenc sensed the aircraft already had. Lightning flashed inside the dark, dense clouds. Ferenc checked his radars and flipped a few switches before descending into the summer storm to finish the test plan. A familiar British voice sounded through the headphones of his flight helmet. Stick to the perimeter, Jazz 9-2. Bring her home. Roger. His voice had been called folksy on occasion. He'd sometimes been told it held an infectious calm. But a frown soon made its way to his face. There it was again, that barely detectable oscillation through the frame, despite, despite buffeting turbulence. The jet was built to withstand battle damage, but that wobble made the skin beneath his flight suit prickle. He'd need to record it in his report. As he slowed to maneuvering speed, a bright light illuminated his surroundings. He flinched back as something slammed into the front of his jet, rolled up the nose from the momentum, and came to a stop at the canopy. Ference froze as he stared into an equally surprised pair of emerald eyes. All that training in the world could never have prepared him for a moment like this. It wasn't an everyday occurrence for people to fall from the sky, especially when the radar showed there was nothing around him for miles. Usually very level-headed, his brain simply couldn't compute the sight of this woman, soaked platinum blonde hair whipping wildly about her, watching him with bulging eyes. How she miraculously hadn't splattered like a bug against the windshield was beyond him. His head tilted, his mouth opening to say what he had no idea. But a shift in the aircraft pulled his attention back to the larger issue at hand. While distracted by the sudden appearance of the woman, he'd forgotten what he was about to do and had lost control in the turbulence. He'd have to worry about the woman later. If he didn't regain, if he didn't regain control soon, they'd both be in trouble. He reasoned that if she didn't die on impact, she would manage a bit longer. Muscles tense, he slowed his speed as the jet jerked about, his skin going cold as the blood instantly drained from his face and body when the woman slipped from the aircraft. As she fell, a large bolt of lightning struck down, briefly illuminating her form, and then she disappeared. He swore. Jazz 9-2, report. His heart racing, Ferenc tried to chase what he had witnessed from his mind in favor of his current situation. A loud clatter helped hone his focus. Jazz? lost control in an air pocket. His undisturbed voice did not once betray the jackhammering of his heart or his concern with the loud rattling. Maneuvering speed failing. Copy, Jazz 9-2. Climb and maintain 1-5000. Before he could reply, the aircraft gave a judder and one of the tail stabilizers tore off, causing the jet to spin out of control throughout the air. Clenching his jaw, Ferentz pressed a few buttons and flipped some levers, but every time he attempted to slow down to regain control, the aircraft rolled. 
The only way to straighten it was by increasing his airspeed, which was what got him into the predicament to begin with. Unable. Another flash of lightning evoked fresh images of the woman, and Ference desperately tried to blink them away, but quickly found himself drowning. For the first time in forever, he couldn't think straight. He couldn't focus in the most critical of moments. All right, Jazz 9-2, amend altitude and report. Unable, I'm in a spin. Despite being thankful for the British woman pulling him back to reality, it didn't matter what new direction she gave him. All chances of recovering and safely landing were no longer viable. He needed to eject. Just lost the stabilizer. Bail out, bail out, bail out. Those last words tasted bitter. He was the best at what he did. He took on the dangerous jobs nobody else wanted for that exact reason. And never once has he needed to eject until now. Love it. All right. Can you give us the details of your book giveaway? My book giveaway is going to be for one ebook copy of The Elemental's Guardian. And it is going to be for the first person who can email me with the subject line book podcast giveaway at rain at swrain.com. So R-A-I-N-E at swrain.com. And that is again, rain with an E at swrain.com. Perfect. Parting shots from each one of us. You rain first. You're my guest. Oh my goodness. Parting shots. Well, um, writing is fantastic and it is never give up. If that is what you want to do, it is going to be really hard, but, but it is totally worth it. Totally worth it. Totally rewarding. My parting shots are write indie, buy indie and read indie. Read your local newspapers for inspiration. Keep your fingers on the keyboard and your butt in the chair. Thank you for listening. Keep on writing.